We are continuing today. I just want to start with an interesting thing, which I think very much applies to uh, today's Indian. Uh, today we're going to discuss a very, very interesting different sugya, a little bit of history. But I want to start with the following. The famous Maisa Reb Salanto was once in Paris, and it was very, very hot, and he asked for a glass of water. So they got him a glass of water, and he said, how much did it cost? And they told him how much a glass of water cost, they had to go to a local restaurant, whatever. And he's like, what? It's a fortune of money. It was like really expensive for a glass of water in Paris. So he said to his people around him, why is this so expensive? It's a glass with some water inside it. What, what's pshat? So they, they didn't know what to answer him. So he said, I'll tell you pshat. The pshat is, you're not just paying for the water. You're paying for the glass. Someone had to buy the glass. Someone had to clean the glass. Someone had to polish it. Someone had to bring the water. Someone, it's a process. So you're not only paying for that which you're enjoying, but you're paying for everything that goes on Zev behind the scenes. Now, there is a tremendous amount of work that goes in to you eating fruits and vegetables during the Shemitah year. A tremendous amount of work. Much of which you don't even know about. So I'm going to give you just a little bit of a behind-the-scenes look of what goes on to get you a cucumber and a carrot, onion, potato, apple and pear. During the Schmidt year. It's, it's tremendous. Okay? Now, what's, what's, where's my starting point? What are you allowed to do with Schmitter fruits? How do you get cucumbers? How do you get apples during Schmitter? Where does it begin? So, what we have to learn, which we will be starting tomorrow, is what to do with Paris that are Kedusha For example, can I peel them? Can I mash them? Can I throw out the peels? Can I throw out the pits? Lots of different shaylas. We'll talk about that. But before we get there, how do you get a cucumber? How do you get an apple? Where does it come from? Which one are you going to choose? Like I told you, you're going to go into the store. I mentioned to you this a little bit before, but now I want to go through it. Be in. You're going to see all different types of stands. Which one are you going to choose? What to do with each one? Okay, there's a lot to discuss. The first and most important idea to understand is the Torah tells us clearly that Schmitter produce is la'achle, can only be eaten below the schayra. That's how we darshan. Which means that you cannot do business with Schmitter produce. Which means it cannot be sold. So if it cannot be sold, what are you go- how are you going to the store and buying an apple? How is the store selling an apple? How does the farmer sell his apple? These are all the shadows that we have to discuss. Okay? And again, tomorrow we'll talk about once you have the apple, what to do with it. But now we're discussing what has Kedusha Shvius. Okay, and there's basically four different directions that a person can go. And I, wanted, I was thinking this morning, like, do I really need to spend time on this? There's a lot of history, dates, names, interesting things. Is this really... But the answer is it is, and I'll tell you why. You're going to go to someone's house over the Schmitter year, and even beyond, as I told you at last, sometimes even over a year after Schmitter. That's for another two years from today. It can still be Nagea, Hilcha Schmitter. And they're going to tell you, we do Heta Mechira. Right. Sounds good to me. But you have to know. Mota also, what do we pass? What if in someone's house? All these sorts of shilas. It could come up with wine. It could come up when you're a guest in somebody's house. It could come up in a makolet or, a, or a, you know, like a, a grocery or a place where you buy fruits and vegetables. What do I choose? It's very, very negative. So, I say, listen carefully. Because you're going to hear this now. I'm not so sure we're going to repeat this afterwards. It's very important for you to remember the clonin that we're going to say right now. Okay, I'm going in a specific order. Let's start like this. What they call Yivul Nachri which means land that was owned by Goyim. Do the fruit and vegetables that come from that land have Kedusha Shvius? Okay? Now the Torah's Kahanim brings a drasha, and he says, from the Pesach, says the Torah's Kahanim, Lochem, to you, 
which many people understand that means only a field that is owned by a yid has Kedusha Shviyas in the fruits and vegetables that grow there, whereas a, a field that is owned by a goy, anything that grows there is no problem. Right? Whether a yid is allowed to work on such a field is subject to a machlekes, which we're not going into at this moment of time. The Rambam also brings down Goy Shekona Soda sounds again from the Rambam that the fruits that come out of a field that is owned by a Goy Omuta meaning no Kedusha Shviyas you can treat them like you treat it right now you don't have to do any of the halachas that we're going to be discussing in the coming Shiurim now this however is subject to a major machlekes to a huge machlekes not even stammer machlekes but a huge machlekes whether or not again fruits that were grown in a field owned by Goyim. Do they have Kedusha Shviyas or not? Many boys came on Mekel and hold they do not have Kedusha Shviyas. That's the base Yosef and the Sefer Avakas Roikel. Roikel, Semen Chofhei. The Pa'as HaSholchan, Semen Chof Gimel brings it that way. The Radvaz brings this as well. The Levosh, the Berke Yosef. There is no Kedusha Shviyas on Paris that come out from a Goyish field. However, many boys came on Machmeh and they hold that there is. I don't care if it's owned by a Goy. Where did it grow? It grows in Eretz Yisrael. Eretz Yisrael, it's Kedusha Shviyas. I don't care who owned it. As I pass in the Mabit, as I pass in the Shlach Kodesh, the Marit, the Chazanish, uh, the Stipler, and others as well. Now, Lemaisa, the Minhag Yerushalayim, remember this, the Minhag Yerushalayim was Kaveya, like the Beis Yosef, to be Mekel. Which means that fruits and vegetables that come from a Goyesha field, what you see in the store, Yubal Nachri, do not have Kedusha Shviyas. And therefore you can treat it any way that you want without any problem whatsoever. However, there were Gedolim in Eretz Yisrael and in Chutzlaretz. Rav Yashem, for example, was one of them. Rav Moshe in, in America as well also held this way, that it's Kedai to be Machmeh even in Yerushalayim. He says to yourself, in private, not in front of everybody, but Akaponim Rav Yashem held to be Machmeh even in Yerushalayim, but again, the minig of most Poiskim and the minig of Yerushalayim, which where you are, is to be Mekel. Which means there is no Kedusha Shviyas on fruits that come from a Goyish field. The Minig outside Yerushalayim is to be Machmeh. So B'nai Barak and anywhere else outside Yerushalayim, you buy fruits from a Goyish field, Kedusha Shviyas. Now what happens if you go from one place to another? Let's say for example a guy from B'nai Barak comes over here. Or let's say you guys go to B'nai Barak. What's the din? You buy an apple in B'nai Barak. What's the halacha? So the halacha generally is, as we pass with Eliashev Lamaisa, you go by the place that you came from. In other words, you came from Yerushalayim, you live in Yerushalayim, you just happen to be in B'nai Barak for the day and you bought an apple, you could treat it non kedusha Shviyas if it's Yibul Nachri. It comes from a guy. However, that is only in private. He says in public you should go with the Minigah Oilam. So if you're sitting in a restaurant, it could be that you have to be more machmeh and do like the Minigah Oilam of that place, which is again outside Yerushalayim, to treat Yibul Nachri as Kedushah Shviyas in that case. And the same thing would be that if you have someone staying in your house, for example, Let's say I have a friend over, and he's from outside Yerushalayim. And let's say here, in your house or in Yeshiva, we have Yimul Nochri, and we treat it non kedusha Shviyas. You've got to tell him, by the way, this is Yimul Nochri. This is an apple that grows in a Goyesha field, because maybe he wants to be Machmeh, because he comes from B'nai Barak, or Tel Aviv, or whatever it may be. So therefore you have to tell him. As it was the Pesach Lemaisa, from again, G'dayle uh, Proslim here, including Reb Shlomo Zalman. Now, it's very, very interesting that a lot of people do not trust this. In other words, they do not trust Yibel Nachri. I'll give you an example. Um, two things. Okay, we're not going to go spend a lot of time on this. There's a lot to discuss on this. But I'm just going to give you the Rashi Prokim. 
Problem number one. How do you know that it really belongs to a guy? So the Badat Sa'idus Haredus, for example, spent a lot of money, a lot of energy, and a lot of time on researching. They go into the government offices, they go into what's called the tabo, where they look in to see who owns things, where exactly are the edges of the fields, where they own, where they don't own, and they make sure that that which the Goy says belongs to him, actually belongs to him. That's one thing people don't trust, that maybe, maybe it's not Goy Shafield. Maybe it's not. Maybe he doesn't own it. Maybe he says he owns it. Maybe he stole it. Maybe, who knows? So number one, people don't trust it because of that. Number two, people don't trust it because the Goyim have been found to do the following. They will buy fruits and vegetables, or bigger vegetables, from Yidin. They, or they'll, they'll dig up a field. They'll put all the vegetables under the ground. They'll cover it over as if nothing happened. And when the Shoyme comes in, from the Vadakashas to check what's going on to make sure everything's good because he knows it's a Goisha field. The Goyim are busy in the field, you know, they're taking cucumbers. And, okay, very good, beautiful. These cucumbers all were bought from a yid to, you know, a couple of days ago and they put it underneath. So, you know what they do? They have people, right, yidin, sleeping in the fields overnight during Shemitah. Okay, this is where you get your cucumber, okay? You have Yidin who sleep in the fields the entire Shemitah, and any volunteers, I think they pay pretty nicely, right? To, yeah? to make sure that this doesn't happen. They have um, drones going all over the place all the time. They have, they have um, spies, right? I've seen the suits that they wear, special suits with cameras that are hidden, walking all over the place. They invest, you can't imagine what's going on over there, just to make sure that your cucumber and your onion actually was grown in a Goyesha field. By the way, uh, this is Murdoch, by the way, there's uh, another way of getting fruits, which again, you're going to find in Asherad, you're going to find in many stores, is Chutzlaretz, that's easy. That's, that's the Kul Alma, right? Nobody holds Chutzlaretz fruit that comes in here, you have to do So you get an apple from wherever it is, you bring it over here, no Kudusha Shviz. And many people, by the way, some of the briskers like this, other people as well, I don't want to get involved. I don't want to get involved. Just give me Paris from Chutzlaretz. This way, no Shaila whatsoever. We'll talk about it, whether there's a mitzvah to eat Perish Vies. We'll talk about that. But before we get to that, I want to tell you, Mordecai Maisa. The Olim are familiar with the Heiliger Basayin, right? The Heiliger Avritcher. Ah, Azar Maisa in the cave over there in Svas, right? You know, you know down the stairs over there. Ah. The Heiliger Avritcher with the earthquake, the Maisa, the Basayin. Anyway, the Heiliger Avritcher, when he came to Eretz so he settled over here in Eretz the famous Maisa, which I'm sure we'll talk about during the year. And um, he was a Kabbal on himself to always eat Perish only of Eretz I am not eating anything outside of Eretz I want Paris of Eretz So one year there was, it was Shemitah, and there was a famine. There was nothing to be found. They didn't know what to do. There was very little to be found. And people said, listen, what can we do? We have to bring flour and stuff like that from Chutzor. Because there's no choice. And you know what he answered? Very, very important. Yisoyed. He said, I don't understand. The Torah asks Akasha, right? You're going to ask, what am I going to eat? So he said, I have a very simple answer. Hmm, you'll eat food from Chutzor. The Torah doesn't say that, right? The Torah says, you'll have. We don't eat Paris from Chutzlaret. He was over here. You're in Eretz Yisrael. Eat Paris of Eretz Yisrael. So that is what he was makabal on himself. And that's why some people do, some people don't. But again, it's the, the, the Yibu Nochri is definitely subject to a Shailah. But, uh, you know, many, many, many Kashas organizations, including the Badats, are makabed on it, and they check into it, and they make sure. And this way, Minigu Shalayim, no Kedusha Okay? So that's number one. Number two, Heta Mechira. I mentioned this, but I want to go through it a little bit more bi'ian because it's important for you to know. You're going to go to someone's house and go, oh, it's fine, the Rabbanim say it's okay. Ah, oh, really? I can eat it? It's a huge nafkimina. 
huge nafkimina. By the way, I, I don't want to go into it now, but you know, sometimes people are like, it's not so negay shmita. Let me give you a simple, simple shayla that could come up during the year of Shemitah. This is to everyone. You go into a store that sells fruits and vegetables. Now, you're from, I'm looking at my fruit and vegetables from here. It's kosher, and and all these things. I'm not buying no vegetables from here. I'm buying a Coca-Cola. That's good, right? Coca-Cola? That's fine. No Shemitah, Coca-Cola. I'm good. Leave me alone. None of these hummers. Here I am buying this Coca-Cola. Beautiful, right? How much does Coca-Cola cost? Ten shekel. Okay, so I take a 20 out. And I give him 20. And he gives me 10 change. Boom! What's this 10 shekel? What's this 10 shekel? I have a 10 shekel coin. What is it? It's a 10 shekel coin that someone bought five minutes ago. A bunch of apples, which are Kudush Shviyas. That 10 shekel, by the way, has Kudush Shviyas on it. What are you going to do with that 10 shekel? Wow. We'll get to it. But I'm just saying, this is Nagea. You're going to go to a store and buy non-fruits and it's still going to be Nagea Kudush Shviyas. Okay, so we'll have to talk about that, right? Ah! Aren't you guys lucky you came this year? Aren't you guys lucky you came this year? Well, basically, we have a few minutes left. I want to go through this. Very, very important. Heta Mechira. Okay? Listen carefully to the history. It's important to know what is mutter, what is osa, and why do we not, do we not use Heta Mechira. So the basic concept is, is that a Yid sells his land to a Goy. And this way, the Goy can, who owns the land can work the land, sell the produce, make profit, Everything is gewaldic. That's the easiest way. If you own a field, wouldn't you do that? You would do that? You take a field, you sell it to a goy, the goy can work it, the goy can sell it, I get my money. Shalom money strong, right? It's beautiful. Whether, by the way, Yid is allowed to, uh, is allowed to work that land that's now owned by a goy is subject to Machlege, Toysus, and Gitin, Paskins, Lahachme, Rashi, and Sanhedrin, Paskins, Lahokel. I'm not going into it. But Akhapolim to sell it to a goy sounds like a very simple thing. And by the way, what's the difference between that and Mechibus Chomets? Oh. To, to sell your whiskies, that's no problem. That's fine. Oh, but to sell a field, no? What's the difference? It's all the same. Maskim or not? What's that? It's a weekend a year. Well, very nice, on time. But the mice is the same thing. Mori maskim? Mori is totally maskim. There's no difference if you're going to sell your chomets to a goy. You know, I don't want my chomets into a goy before Pesach, but make sure you give me my whiskey back afterwards because it's that limited edition McCallum and it's very, very important to me. I need to have it. What's the difference between that and the selling the field? Modi says there's no difference. Teret says, was Eliezer, what's that? Ainachanami. But if I'm selling it at the time when I'm not allowed to use it on Pesach, and I'm selling my field at the time that I'm not allowed to work on it, Salvazach, the answer is Modi, it's wrong. Why is there a special letter? Where is there a special letter? Huh? From where? Not the Torah, but the Tosefta. Modi, the, the difference is we have a Makar in Chazal for selling Chomets. It's a Tosefta. We don't have a Makar over here by Shmita. We don't have any Makar. Nobody talks about it. If nobody talks about it, there's got to be a reason, right? As I passed the Chacham ben Tzena Shaul, in Olet Sion. But Al-Khaponim, Rabbi let me just move on a moment. Um, let's do a little bit of history. Are you ready for history? History? 1882, which is the year Tofresh Membes. There were a handful of Jewish farmers in Eretz Yisrael, Patekspatikva and other places as well. Very few of them kept Shemitah. A few of them did, but very, very few. By the next Shemitah, Tofei Shemem Tes, 1889, there was a much bigger amount of Yiddish farmers. They came to the European Gedolim at the time. And they claimed that their new Yishuv could not survive financially if we keep Shemitah. Everybody would starve. We need to sell our, our land to Goyim. Rabbi Naftali Herzog, the Rav of Yaffa, was the Rav of most of agriculture in Eretz sent the question to the Gedoyle Poskim at the time in Eretz and in Europe. Most of the Mekilim, Rabbi Yeshua Kotno, Rabbi Yosef Engel, Rabbi Shmuel Maliva, 
Malkiva also held because of Hayrashah, it's an emergency, we have no choice, we have to do it. Emergency, no problem, do it. The Machmirim or the Netziv, the Beis Halevi, the Aruch HaShulchan or Dover Kalina, they held absolutely not. The Paisik Hadar, Rabbi Yisrael Specta, the Kovner of, and Paskind, that Rav Hertz, could do the sale, and he told the Poiskim and Eretzel to set it up. Now, it was very complicated, because most Poiskim and Eretzel were against the sale, and they brought out letters forbidding it, and it's signed by Rabbi Shur Lebdiskin and Rabbi Shmuel Salant, and 20 other Gedolim in Eretzel. And they told the farmers to keep Shmuel 100%, they would see Brocha from it, and they had a very interesting letter. That Klal Yisrael was severely punished in early generations. Rashi tells us, that the 70 years of Golas between the first Beisam Mikdash and the second Beisam Mikdash corresponded to the amount, exact amount of Shemitah cycles that were not observed in Eretz Yisrael. And therefore, if Klal Yisrael would bring and keep Shemitah, through that they would be Zoycha to the Beisam Mikdash, to Mashiach. Now, I've heard who was originally asked the question, who was torn. He had letters from the biggest, biggest Gedolim in Europe saying the Mechiri was good. The Paiskim and Eretz Yisrael were against it. He didn't know what to do. So he decided, I'm not going to do it. He decided not to do it. He's not going to do it himself, but what he did was he got the Svadi Rabbonim to make the Mechira. So what happened to Maisa was, was that, did the farmers or not, so the committed ones observed Shemitah, and the ones under pressure went with the head to Mechira. By the year Tofresh Nunvov, 1896, Rav Hertz didn't know what to do with the Shemitah cycle coming up. He approached the Paiske Hador, Rav Shmuel Salad, Rav Shuv Diskin. They approved the Mechira and they even suggested Rav Hertz do the Mechira in the best possible way. What changed? Before they said no, now they're saying yeah. What happened? What changed? So the answer is very simple. That originally they felt that we were Zoycha to enter Eretz Yisrael Originally, it was bad. But then they realized that we were Zoycha to enter Eretz Yisrael. We're trying to keep all the mitzvahs to Lurabaretz with no compromise. Hetamachim is a compromise. We don't do compromising. But when they realized how few people actually kept Shemitah, so without Hetamachim, the whole Shemitah would just be out down the drain. So they felt at that time it was, import- it was important to institute the Heta Mechira so that there will be some kind of remembrance keeping of the Shemitah year for that particular time. By the next Shemitah cycle, 1903, Rav Hertz, we asked the Kasha from the Poiske Adar of Shmuel Salant and the Aderes because last Shemitah it was okay. It wasn't fine. And the Rabbanim said, no, last, last Shemitah cycle was only for that cycle. We're no longer allowing it. And after that, seven years later, 1910, Rav Avram Cook, who's the Rav of Yafa, continued the Mechira, and that continues. Now, for many of the problems with the Mechira is, number one, uh, we don't have a Makar for it in, in, in Chazal. Number two is that it says that the original Mechira has to be that the Goyim do all the work, not the Yidin. And unfortunately what happens is the Yiddish farmers are busy on the fields. And number three, the biggest problem, is the Gemara Nevodah Davchov. You're not allowed to sell Eretz Yisrael to a Goy. How are you selling land of Eretz Yisrael to a Goy? You're not allowed. So from all of these reasons, Chacham ben Sin Shaul, the Ritzion, says, Avadi, you should not do the Hetem Mechira. All the Yedoyim, the Chazin Ish, the Chabinerov, the Gerereba, the Biskarov, will choylik on it. In fact, when I did Shemesh by, on Dalad Minim by, Ramot Chafilanda, Zatzal, he told me, even Rav Cook, who was Mekel, 
was said clearly it was only because in those days there was no way of getting food from outside Eretz Yisrael. It was only from there. People would starve. It was difficult, whatever it was. And therefore a person has to be careful. Let me just end with this. Even though we've got more to do, that's the truth. Somebody came to the Chazanish and they wanted to know, could he please sign against selling land to the Arabs? They do it, right? They take land of Jews, they give it to Arabs. So they came to Chazanish, Rebbe, sign it. We don't want to give our land to the Arabs. And the Chazanish said, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute, hold on a minute. This is what you're making a fuss about. Eh, a little piece of land here, a little piece of land over there. But in Schmitter, when you sell the Gansa land, this doesn't bother you. I'm not signing anything. Rabbi say, tomorrow we have to now to go into, now that we know we can get Yibel Nochri, we can, there's Heta Mechira, which we don't pass in like, which we don't, so not sign the Khan. And you've got Chutzlaretz. The last option is getting fruits that are grown in a regular, normal field here and there to Israel. And we're going to have to understand, if they cannot be sold, how do you go to Osherad and buy an apple? Be'ez Hashem, tomorrow we will discuss. Have a wonderful day.